Step in the ring with the greatest faction in podcast history. Just for us in the JFW podcast, hosted by Travis D. I'm Dizzle J. Guys, uh, we're, we got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot to yeah, talk about geez. today. Not, not even just the results and everything of the past week of wrestling, but uh, because of a lot of stuff that I kind of was seeing on like social media, as far as like, you know, kind of like these, this day in wrestling history. And right, stuff like right, that. right, right, right. It brought up a lot about the past and uh, obviously some of the things that happened on. Uh, SmackDown Raw and NXT. I, I I compiled some questions for you. Cool, cool. So we're gonna we're gonna do that. Uh, we also got to do our um, pay per views. Uh, we decided to do some like with uh, the pay per views and stuff for the month. Create our own pay per views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, my list is right over there on the desk. Now that I realize it, but um, it's also up here. Yeah, yeah. So I'll rewrite it as we do this because I'm not getting up. Get the edit. Where's right? our interns? Where's yeah. the interns? Where's the fucking interns? Oh, Anyways, no interns. We're gonna dive into all this here, but I just want to remind all of you guys that this episode of Just Freak Wrestling is brought to you by Ballwash.com. Go to Ballwash.com, pick up uh, any of the uh, amazing products you have available: uh, boxers, shampoos, conditioners, body washes. Um, they got a um, a nut rub, which is kind of like a cologne for your genitals. Uh, they got a uh, ball guard kind of powder. It goes on like a lotion, dries like a powder. Uh, fill your cart with all these products and everything, guys. And then when you hit that checkout and you're about to pay, put the promo code FREAKNET in, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. Saves you 15% on your entire order. Ballwash.com. Get the funk out of your junk. Want to talk about Audible? Audible. Audible.com backslash... Oh, audibletrial.com backslash JFW, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. No, it's not, it's I'm not the promo guy. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's not like I do it every week. Yeah. Guys, if you're just like me and a huge fan of books and history, just not a huge fan of reading about them yourselves, Audible is the best place for you to go. One stop shop for all audiobooks. If you go to audibletrial.com backslash freaknet today, that's close. Yeah, you can save a uh, you you get a free subscription for thirty days. And on top of that, you get a credit to your first book purchase. And uh, from what I discovered, as well as as a J, because we both used uh, Audible yes. uh, in the past, they have um, so many wrestling autobiographies and biographies that are available to you. You can check out the history of ICW, uh, some autobiographies of Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, Bret the Hitman Hart. The list goes on and on. I mean, every wrestler has their own pretty much. Well, Jericho right reads this to you too. On the, yeah, then I thought that was awesome to me. Yeah, they, most of them should do that. Yeah, I would love to hear Foley tell me his story because it's it, it just makes the book come more to life mm-hmm. to me. And I'm I'm the same way as you. I'm a big comic book guy, not so much a huge book guy, but I love history. Yeah. So, for me, it was great. I enjoy. It. I listen to it on the way to work. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, even even outside of wrestling, like when I go and I actually decide to read a book, a lot of it either has to do with like. Like, like historical true crime serial killers and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but even like, you know, like 
Civil War, Revolutionary War era kind of stuff like that. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt with the Rough Riders, the Old West and stuff. I'm a huge fan. And all those books are available at Audible. And you get one credit to a free book purchase plus a 30-day free trial just by going to audibletrial.com backslash freaknet today. Listen to yourself some books. Right. Right. Long car rides. Sitting at home doing nothing. COVID, right? Got to put the kids to sleep in the car. Right. Literature. Literature. Alright, uh, let me talk a little bit about Raw. Alright. Um, if you guys remember, we also are doing this new thing with the show. We're rebooking some stuff, so I do have a couple things to rebook for uh, for WWE. Uh, SmackDown, not a whole lot, just because pretty much they dedicated the entire show to The Undertaker's retirement. If, oh, uh, nice. if you guys had a chance to check out the uh, Undertaker Last Ride uh, five-part documentary series, which is a span of, I think, like three years they did it. Um, it's really cool. So make sure you check it out. All five episodes are available now on the Daddy Network for just nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Or you get a free one now. Yeah, they got a free one now. Jag offs. So, all right, guys. Uh, let's go ahead. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Let's dive into uh, Raw. So we opened up. We had Drew McIntyre uh, kind of coming out, talking about his championship a little bit, talking about everything going on, you know, past and what's the future holds for him, and then fucking Dolph Ziggler comes out. Makes a surprise uh, debut, if you will, to Raw. Uh, being part of a uh, a trade, I guess, with SmackDown. Obviously, we've seen AJ Styles get traded over to SmackDown, become the new uh, Intercontinental Champion. Yes. Um, and a classic with Daniel Bryan. Very good. It was, uh, between that, even the uh, dirty title match between uh, AJ and Bryan back in Daniel oh, Bryan yeah. heel turn. Oh, yeah. God. Um, we saw Dolph come out. Obviously, we, uh, Dolph announces that him and Bobby Roode, Robert Roode, have been traded over to uh, Raw for AJ Styles. Uh, and Dolph uh, decided that he wanted to challenge Drew McIntyre for the title. Because he says if it wasn't for Dolph, there'd be no Drew McIntyre. He felt it was owed to him. Yeah. I, I did see this statement. Yeah, the entitlement. Yeah. Fucking Dolph. Uh, so, I mean, that title has been, that title match has been set up for Extreme Rules. Uh, it's Extreme Rules Horror Show. So, is it, see, I know in the past, our problem with Extreme Rules is... The rules aren't very extreme. No. So this one hasn't been set up for an ex- any kind of extreme rule. No. Huh. No, not, not so far, no. Uh, Except that swamp match. We'll get to that. Yeah. All right. Uh, following, following this uh, promo, Nia Jax came out, was talking about how it's surprising that, or she's not surprised Charlotte has a uh, women's title match against Asuka tonight. You know, because... Again, she it's the same promo that she shoots. It's the same thing everyone did with John Cena. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're just handed this, you're handed that because Ric Flair is your dad. <clears throat> uh, a little scuffle broke out. R-Truth came out uh, during this promo talking about how, like, maybe it's not really Naya, maybe it's Tozawa because ninjas are uh, masters of the skies and stuff. <laughs> apparently Tozawa has ninjas now. Yes. Um, One big ninja. Yeah, God. So, not not a whole lot going on in that promo either. I mean, Charlotte did come out, did get in a little uh, quarrel with Nia. Ended up holding her left arm, which we're going to find out uh, that she's going to be out of action, at least until SummerSlam, because of the uh, injury. Which, I, I think it's been an injury she had for a while. Because I, I watched, actually, that segment a couple times to try to find the, uh, the Nia Jax botch moment where she fucked it up, but yeah. it wasn't really there. Uh, Viking Raiders finally had their tag team title match against the Street Profits. Street Profits picked up the win. Got attacked uh, from Andrade and Garza afterwards. Um, my rebooking for this would have been 
Garza and Andrade coming out in the middle of the match, causing a disqualification, Ooh. which ultimately turns into a triple threat tag match at Extreme Rules. Ooh. Like ladder match, even. Ooh. Right? Man. That's my rebooking. It's almost like Heyman sitting next to me. Right? Well, he's not sitting next to anyone anymore, apparently. So oh, yeah. Oscar <laughs> uh, and Charlotte had their women's t- Raw title match where Oscar picked up the win due to Charlotte's bad uh, elbow. Uh, like I said, out at least until after SummerSlam. It's about time that they give Oscar the win over Charlotte. Yeah. To me, Oscar's a better performer anyway. I know Dally wouldn't agree, but again, I stand by the fact that Charlotte needs to be a chaser for a while or step back mm-hmm. and then come come back out. Like, yeah. I thought they were, when they were going to do the Crazy Queen gimmick, I thought that would have been great. Yeah, they kind Just of backburnered that, like, too yeah. quick. Yeah. So, uh, a little bit weird, but yeah, Asuka did pick up the win, which is awesome. Still champion. Uh, she got challenged by Sasha later on in the night for uh, title match, extreme rules, contract signing to happen this coming wrong. Uh, Randy Orton, uh, they, they kind of showed the uh, issues between Orton and Flair and Edge and Christian, if you guys remember from Backlash. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton did pick up the win over Edge from a cheap shot low blow and a punt. And then last week, um, there was an unsanctioned match between Christian and Randy Orton, where Flair came out, low blowed Christian, and he ultimately punted Christian, which I called it just two weeks uh, late. Yeah, yes. And we talked about that last night. We did. Uh, Tazawa won the 24-7 title after um, there was supposed to be a Tazawa, our truth match. Lashley came out, beat up all the ninjas, beat up our truth because our truth cost him a daddy title match. Because, again, if you guys remember from last uh, week's Raw, there was a tag team winner-takes-all match, which our truth prevented Lashley from picking up the win in that match to have Drew retain his title. Liv Morgan had a match with Natalia, Natalia being accompanied by Lana, who recently has been Asked to uh, ask for a divorce from her husband, Bobby Lashley. And I don't know why I put Bobby Lashley in quotes. She'll be annoying. Husband, yeah. Bobby Lashley. Uh, Natalia picked up the win against Liv Morgan. Uh, obviously, Liv Morgan's a little distraught by this because when uh, Ruby Ryan tried to talk to her in the back, she said, Not now, don't want to hear it, and just walked away. Uh, let's see here, what else happened? Iconics took on Bailey and Sasha for the women's tag team uh, titles. Uh, Bailey and Sasha picked up the win. And Sasha challenged Asuka to a Raw Women's title. She's she's happy that Bailey is uh, Bailey Dose Straps or whatever she calls herself. I, here, I thought that McMahon didn't like him being called Straps. Because yeah. didn't Braun get in trouble a couple years back for saying I'm coming for the strap? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things. If you remember, um, it's all about equality. Yeah. So women can do more uh, equality. <sighs> VIP Lounge. <laughs> Paula Cruz was our guest on the VIP Lounge. Uh, VIP MVP told Apollo Cruz, hey, you should be with me. And Lashley, you know, let me take you on as a client. Ultimately, I broke out in a Shelton Benjamin Apollo Cruz match. And uh, Cruz picked up the win against Shelton. MVP is applauding from the top of the uh, ring, the top of the entrance and everything, which I pray to God it happens because it feels like. I'm not saying Duddy listens to us, but we did talk about a rebirth of Nation of Domination. Ooh. So. That's funny because they're. In my notes, we're going to talk about a rebirth of something, too. Fucking rebirths are awesome. Rebirth. 
Uh, match finally closes out with a segment with Rey Mysterio and her son, his son. Talking about how uh, his son came out last week on Raw, attacked Seth Rollins, was able to escape uh, the Messiah and his minions, but the real word is not minions, but uh, disciples. Disciples. Uh, you need to know this stuff, man. You need to know what I'm thinking <laughs> of. <laughs> Joey don't let me down. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he was able to escape them. Ray came out and said that you scared me for doing that. Uh, I understand why you did it. You fought for me. Now I'm going to fight for you. And um, Rollins came out. Uh, then you saw the uh, disciples. Disciples come out. And right before the disciples about to attack Ray and his son, Alistair Black and Mbuta Carrillo came. Uh, back and forth, a lot of fighting. It looks like they were going to gouge out uh, Rollins' eye until uh, the disciples came back. Kind of helped him, and then they're about to gouge out Dominic's eye when Humberto and Alistair regrouped and kind of fought back again, kind of closed out the show. So a lot of back and forth in the final segment. Um, it seems like they're kind of building up some uh, some kind of match in the future. I'm hoping it's a Humberto, Alistair, Dominic versus the Monday Night Messiah Disciples. You know, give Dominic, you know, give him a match. You know, why not? He, he's got to, he, he must be something in the ring in order for WWE to let him continue to do this. I don't think they would do that like they did before with uh, or WCW did before with uh, David Flair. Yeah, it's I don't I don't know too much about uh, Dominic's training, like all of it. I know yeah. that he trained with Lance Storm in Canada. I think he trained with Rikishi too at his school. I'm not entirely sure. But I know Ray told him, which it kind of goes back to what you're kind of saying about Charlotte Flair. Is Learn from as many people as you can from different areas yeah. before coming to the WWE. Oh, definitely. I mean, the WWE is going to kind of mold you into a character and an entertainer, but you need to get that wrestling aspect behind you. And Lance Storm, oh. probably arguably one of the most underrated uh, wrestlers oh, in. Which actually, I'm going to add him to a list that we have here. Uh, I have for you in a little bit here. Um, but let me ask you some of these questions I got, because I don't want to wait till the end to do all these. Okay. I want to do right. them as we go. So, so the first question I have for you here is: Out of these four wrestlers, who should hold the WWE title in the future, the near future, like the next person out of these four? Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, Rey Mysterio, or Alistair Black? Ooh, Black would be awesome. Black, yeah, I, I would like to see because it's been a lot of big guys as of late, mm-hmm. besides like Rollins and AJ. But I would like to see like an Alistair Black, who's just your out of the norm kind of character. Who has all the tattoos? Who has the striking ability to take down pretty much anybody? I would assume. I'm sorry, we're talking about Black or CM Punk? Black. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Shocking. Oh, that'd be a cool. The match. description you're talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'll talk about this. who. Who's the next person Brock Lesnar should put over? Karrion Cross, Strowman, Fiend, or Alistair Black? Black would be cool, but I think it would make more sense for it to be Cross. Cross? Okay. I believe it. Uh, this one I'm going to wait till my next team. So, I'm good right now. Cool. That's it for Raw. Alright. Impact, Tuesday night. Uh, I was telling you about Impact earlier. It's, to me, it's getting to be what WWE used to be with more video packages and more yeah. backstage stuff. I gotta say, though, I am impressed that you have a notebook. Yeah. Did I tell you that I bought you a notebook? No. I didn't. But guys, if you wanted to buy a notebook, you could buy your very own JFW notebook at tpublic.com. 
just by searching JFW. Guys, we have so many designs that are available on a plethora of merchandise. T-shirts, as you see what we're wearing. Tracy Dizzle J 2020, Make Wrestling Great Again. I have it in black. I also own it in blue. But you can pick any color you want that we have available on the site. As well as Dizzle J's Mitchell 33% shirt. Here we have the uh, graffiti bra brick wall. Or still, we have the original Dizzle J shirt. There's, there's also available on the uh, site. Yeah. Uh, we got the old uh, JFW logo. We got the new JFW logo. Uh, we got Dally's shirt available on there, uh, as well as some Freaknet Studio shirts, and we do got some This Freaking Show shirts. It's all part of the Freaknet Studio market that we have built up, so check it out again, T-Public, T-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com, just by searching JFW. Freaknet Studios. So, again, Impact is just becoming, I, I had a hard time watching it. It was real boring. The matches were pretty okay. Uh, it started out with Tasha Steeles versus Naoma. Uh, Steals wins with a double German suplex and then a schoolgirl. Oh, uh, schoolgirl? Okay. I, I think it's called a schoolboy, but he knows. Schoolgirl. Yeah. Um, Johnny Stringer, he's looking for a third man to join their tag team or triple man tag team bout tonight, and no luck. He tried a couple different people. Mm-hmm. They told him no. Uh, Rich Schwann told him no. Uh, Willie Max, my friend. So that keeps going. Uh, Moose. Is talking to a bunch of people about being the TNA champion. And we all know it's Impact Wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. So Crazy Steve comes up, calls him a fake champ, and makes fun of him, and squeaks the horn at him. And I thought that that was a funny segment. Yeah. Because Crazy Steve is crazy. So Moose challenged him to a match, and Crazy Steve walks away. He's like, I'm going to be the next fake champ. Uh, Deanna put. Perazzo makes her entering debut against Alicia Edwards. Uh, Perazzo taps out Edwards. She's been having a lot of issues with Jordan Grace. So Jordan Grace came out at the end of the match to try to get her hands on her, but Perazzo got out of the ring before to do so. Uh, the North was talking a bunch of shit about Ken Shamrock. Mm-hmm. If you remember, Ken Shamrock is now an impact wrestling. Yeah. Shamrock rocks up behind him, which sparks a match, a match between him and Alexander, part of the North. Shamrock comes out of the ring. North jumps him. No match happens. Uh, Taya Valkyrie versus Susie, which used to be Sue Young, the Undead Bride. Uh, the match was mediocre. I prefer Susie as the un- as Sue Young. Yeah, because she's got like this bubblegum kind of crazy gimmick going on right now. Like an old Liv Morgan, like the Harley Quinn Liv Morgan. Yeah, kind of like that, but like a little more. Not good. Um. Valkyrie picks up the win and then just berates her for her gimmick in the ring. Gotcha. Uh, so, Chris Bay, Johnny Swinger, they finally find the guy, Rohat Raju, to fill in their three-man spot against the Deaners and Willie Mack. Now, the Deaners, I think you'd like them. They're like some, they're like some country boys. Big boys. And they're, I enjoyed this match. Uh... Chris Bay and Swinger picked up the win by sacrificing Rohat Raji to Willie Mack. Mack hit him with a stunner, and Bay came off the top rope with a off the top rope famouser. Is the best way I could describe it. Okay. Uh, the last match of the night was Eddie Edwards versus Madman Fulton. Madman Fulton previously with OVW OVE. Uh, Fulton wins. This is a pretty heavy hitting match. Fulton kind of. Yeah, he's he's crazy, uh, and the impact. So this is where I was talking about. There's some rebirth. 
So D'Lo Brown's sitting at his little computer messaging somebody talking about, oh, you know, the fam, bring it back together, da 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 He gets up from his chair, and he goes to grab his coat, and on his coat is the Aces and Eights leather. So I wonder if he's going to be like the president of Aces and Eights then. Well, see, they, they have been cutting a lot of promo videos where it shows um, different stars from WWE getting cut, and there's a person sitting there in a hoodie, just and they said, "Come anniversary, someone's coming back." I think it's EC three. It seems logical to be EC three. It, it, it he would be the biggest pun intended impact. Yeah. To anniversary. Um, at the same time, like I don't, I don't know, like because we don't follow a lot of Ring of Honor, so I don't yeah. know what Bully Ray's contract is like at Ring of Honor. He's a Booker now, so he doesn't even wrestle anymore. I don't think he wrestles too much anymore. Hmm, okay. Ring Ring of Honor is man. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think they're one of the ones that are really getting hurt by the pandemic because they were already going downhill before COVID. So I can't imagine that they're doing much better now. Yeah. I know, uh, what's his face? Marty Scroll is part of the booking team too now. So hopefully that'll really breathe some more life into Ring of Honor because I would love to have wrestling seven nights a week. <laughs> uh, that's the end for Impact? Yeah. Oh, also, Carl Anderson on Twitter has been making snive, not snive remarks, but like oh, about the uh, remarks about Slammiversary. Oh, okay. I, I remember I saw some uh, some posts about like people talking about, you know, because obviously a lot of wrestlers are being re-signed to WWE yeah. under like cheaper contracts. And Carl Anderson's name was mentioned. And he put some Twitter posts up to say, no fucking way or something like that. Yeah. So... I mean, Gallows and Anderson would be pretty cool for if they were to like help lead the Aces and Eights. You know, see, that's what I was thinking after the D. Lo Brown thing. I was like, well, you know, Gallows was an Aces and Eights. Yeah, Doc. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I I like Gallows. I hated that WWE watered him down. And the same with Carl Anderson because those two was nerd. What the fuck is that shit? It was funny. I liked it. I hate it. I fucking liked it. They, I they, they, hated it's, it. It's all because Diddy needs to have that bully so they can have the, but the you fucking can be a stand bully. up. Like the bully, be a bully bully. Don't be a TV bully. You know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah, lunch money bully. Fuck yeah. Yeah, then he shouldn't be taking lunch money from these guys. God, it would be cool if he did. That'd be awesome. Right? Like they're, they're in fucking catering. <laughs> He's like, give me your lunch money. And then the producer's like, all the food's free. <laughs> Nerd. And pushes him down. <laughs> Holds him burglar crew upside down. Just <laughs> oh, God. NXT opens up with Cameron Grimes attacking uh, Damian Priest. Uh, they're supposed to have a singles match, so Cameron Grimes obviously comes out, assuming that Damian Priest ain't going to make it out. Priest did, and ultimately did uh, lose to Cameron Grimes. You know, he almost come, came back, but he didn't. So now he's kind of excited and bragging about his win over Priest, just like when he bragged over his win with Finn Balor uh, yeah. about a month ago. <clears throat> Uh, Robert Stone uh, met up with Rhea Ripley again, trying to convince her to join the Stone brand, telling her that nobody gets a second chance. He did sign uh, Aaliyah as a uh, client and offered uh, Rhea Ripley a golden ticket to a second chance. And Rhea Ripley threw him in a dumpster. <laughs> Which ultimately got Aaliyah slapping her in the face, and Rhea said, you know, I'll meet you in the ring and everything. Um... Santos Escobar, if you guys know, is the interim uh, cruiserweight champion right now. Uh, he's the pre- formerly known as Phantasmo. 
Yeah, I, so I was wondering if that's the same Phantasmo from Lucha Underground. I don't know. Because I, I saw the name, and I recognized the name. Yeah. Well, now there's a faction. It's like Gatos de Phantasmo, which I believe is Spanish for Fantastic Cats. So. It sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds right. Gato. Gato just sounds like a badass like name of anything. Like uh what was that fucking uh, the rundown with the rock when they're trying to find the uh the uh Diablo del Gato or something like that, yeah. the devil cat or whatever. Gato del Diablo. Uh Santos took on uh, Jake Atlas, who Jake Atlas was trying to find retribution for uh I keep on calling Rockstar Spud, but Drake Maverick after uh Santos drove Drake Maverick through a uh through a chair using like his uh kind of like uh spike uh I can't remember the word the uh, thing's called but sit out fucking suplex thing. Santos did pick up the win. Uh obviously, you know, being the dominant guy, now he's kind of a, a, a drug lord leader or some shit. I don't fucking know. I don't know if that's fucking racist for assuming because he's Mexican, but whatever. Uh so uh <laughs> the El Champo of NXT. All right. <laughs> um God, I fucking hate this name. Contazaro, the girl from uh, Ninja Warriors. Ricochet's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Where's Ricochet been? Yeah, that's a good question. Huh. Anyways, uh, her and her tag team partner, Carter, took on uh, the tag team of uh, Dakota Kai and uh, Gonzalez. Dakota Kai and Gonzalez picked up a win. Uh, Gonzalez was a fucking monster in this match. Uh, Had a... Kandazaro up in like it seemed like a, a one arm shoulder power bomb, kicking Carter with a big boot while doing it, slamming her down. It was an absolute Damn. amazing fucking thing to see, and it got me kind of thinking like looking at Gonzalez and everything she's doing in NXT. She seems to me that they're building her to be the next China, like China Volt, not ninth world of the world China, yeah. but Hunter Hearst Humley bodyguard China. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's the case because she is a fucking powerhouse. And she could run through the fucking Divas division. Uh, women's division. I know what I said. <laughs> uh, Karrion Cross took on Bronson Reed, which I talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, Bronson Reed, this was actually a back and forth match. I think there was more offense for Bronson Reed than there was from uh, uh, Ciampa from the takeover. Really? Yeah. And the thing was, like, no matter how hard Bronson Reed hit Cross, he didn't go down. He just laughed. Kind of just laughed it off. Ultimately, he put him in the cross jacket, picked up the win. Um, obviously, by tap out. If I was to rebook this, I would do it more as um, them calling the match because Bronson Reed passed out. And that way, it leaves it open for a series of future matches saying that, hey, did. yo, I may have passed out, but you never beat me. Because we do know, uh, and you're, well, we'll find out here at the end, um, Cole is facing the winner of a triple threat match later on in the evening. At the next takeover, you know, for title versus title. So, obviously, Cross isn't going to be in that next match. So, you need something for Cross to move forward. So, just put him in a series of fucking matches against Bronson Reed. Being a big powerhouse dude, it makes sense for him to get yeah. offense on Karrion Cross. But at the same time, you know what Karrion's capable of. So, when he does constantly pick up the wins and stuff, it makes sense. It makes him more balanced. Yeah. yeah. It, just, it, gives, him, it gives him a relevant storyline to follow for the time being. Uh, Rhea Ripley had his ma- her match with uh, Aaliyah, picked up the win. Uh, Robert Stone gets a hold of William Regal and says, you know, we demand a rematch, blah, blah, we, we want this. And uh, Regal said, fine, if you guys want a rematch, then you both will take Rhea Ripley on next week in a handicap match. 
And the stipulation, <laughs> the stipulation has been confirmed and agreed upon by both parties. If Rhea loses, she is now a client of the Stone brand. So we're going to find out next week if Rhea Ripley is going to be managed by Robert Stone. Ooh. Um, That's a nice little twist. Dexter Loomis took on Roderick Strong. Match never really started. Bell rang. Uh, Strong was too freaked out, ran away, got counted out. None too exciting. And then we had the Triple Threat Match League, Gargano and Balor, Triple Threat for North American Championship. Winner go on to face Adam Cole in a winner-takes-all match. Lee retained the title, and now he's going on to face Cole. Great match. A lot of high spots, obviously being Gargano, Lee, and Balor. You expect something great, and all of it was awesome. That, that sounds like an amazing match. Yep. So my question is for you. <clears throat> New faction starts in WWE. They're called the Punks. Don't know why. You can call them whatever you want. I'm going with punks. It consists of Ruby Bryant, Liv Morgan, and Rhea Ripley. You need a fourth. So what would you choose? Would you choose Aaliyah to join them, being all managed by Robert Stone? Billy Kay, after the breakup of the Iconics, with a heel turn on Peyton Royce. Nikki Cross joining after losing what we will find out sooner. Her women's championship match against Bayley at uh, Extreme Rules coming up and breaking down and attacking Alexa Bliss. Or Shotzi Blackheart just because she needs something to do. Ooh. Torn between Shotzi and This uh, is a heel Nick faction, too. This is a heel faction. So I also thought maybe if not Robertson, if you choose the other three, managed by Paige. I go Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross? Yeah. I think she's she's miss I don't want to say she's missing something. I feel like WWE took something from her. The insanity kind of yeah. gimmick, yeah. I would choose Shotzi. I just think she kind of like appeals more to like Ruby Riot, Rhea Ripley. Um, but Liv Morgan has like that mental ability that maybe Nikki Cross also has. Yeah. You know, you call them like the Twisted Sisters or whatever. Where am I going? Let's see here. Oh, wait. No. Question was on the other page. If somebody was to break Karrion Cross's winning streak, because he is on a winning streak right now, so somewhere down the line, eventually he's going to have to lose. Who's going to lose to? I would think either like a Dakovich or a Lee. Like a super powerhouse. Like a... Do you see him losing in NXT? Because I don't see him losing until he gets to Raw or SmackDown. Because, you know, inevitably, I think eventually he's going to end up on Raw. Which will probably fucking feed him to fucking Seth Rollins. Bro, I was thinking he was going to go with Drew. Or McIntyre. I could see now. I could see that going a nice series of matches, though. Yeah. I could see McIntyre taking uh, his uh, his win streak away. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nope. That's all I got for NXT. AEW Dynamite. Yes, AEW still a thing. Yes, it's still a thing. I'll tell you what, though. This is probably one of the better Dynamites I've watched. I'll tell you what. If you want to help promote the uh, podcast and uh, help us uh, incur some kind of income for some future projects, we have uh, and on the back burner, if you will. Back burner. Yeah. Uh, go to patreon.com backslash JFW podcast. There's so many tiers there from a dollar to 20, and every tier gives you prizes. Prizes from the additional tier above it. So the more money you spend, the more stuff you get. Be part of the Patreon team, just like Becky and Brandy are, so shout out to you guys. Again, patreon.com backslash JFW podcast. Sign up today and help out JFW become more than what they are right now, which is 
the greatest faction in podcast history. Would be the greatest faction in the world. The world. Ready? Yes. So AEW opens up with a lumberjack match. Probably. Which I'm glad. I'm glad there's a lumberjack match. There's one of my favorite matches. Right, right. It's been a long time since we've seen a lumberjack match. And this is a, this is a good lumberjack match too. Uh, it's Luchasaurus versus Wardlow. If you, Wardlow is MJM's bodyguard, uh, man, these guys were all over the place. Big dudes. Big dudes. Big fucking dudes. The shit that they were doing was ridiculous. So it got to the point where they spilled out onto the stage, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Wardlow threw. Mark's, Marco's stunt into the crowd, the wrestlers. And then Luchasaurus kicks uh, Wardlow into the crowd. And then he does, what was it? A shooting star press into the crowd. This big ass dude doing a shooting star press into the crowd. Uh, it was just all over the place. It was awesome. It went back and forth. Wardlow actually ends up picking up the win by doing a low blow and then hitting him with what they called an F10. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, picture the F5, but he, like, tosses him in the air, and he kind of spins a little bit and hits the ground. Somebody else did that. There's another wrestler who did that move. Like, just standing, like, spin and flipping. Yeah. I, can't I can't remember. Matt, I think it was Matt Morgan. It might have been Matt Morgan. It might have been Matt Morgan. Which, he should have been fucking champion at some point. I heard he was a douche, though. Oh, yeah. Come on, he's a Harvard graduate, Yale graduate. That's a real thing. He literally sent his fucking DNA off to be tested. Or sent to space or something. Yeah, he, that's real. He, he's the genetic, yeah, the genetic the, freak. The or, blueprint. The blueprint, blueprint, that's the blueprint, what it was. Yeah. Uh, they went to a quick little vignette. Uh, Techniques by Taz, which was just basically... A video homage to Brian Cage. Okay. I, I love the pairing of Cage and Taz. Yeah. It, it works. And oh, yeah. Well, especially, like, you saw you saw how it unfolded in the, uh, I believe it was, not last week, but two weeks ago, when uh, Brian Cage took out Moxley in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. They talked about that, too. Because uh, I'm, I'm sorry for coming no, go ahead. here. But it's kind of like, well, like, Taz is almost, like, more of, like, a handler than a manager. Yeah. Kind of like with Brock and Paul Heyman. Right. Like I don't, and I don't want to call him navigate. It's more of like a, hey, listen, man, like you know, just let's just save it. Let's just save it. You heard him now. You don't get a title match later, yeah. shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a handler, not a great handler, but a handler nonetheless. <laughs> Tess is like, no, 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 don't do that. Yeah, whatever. Okay, I guess he did it. <laughs> Tess is like, man, uh, Tess looks good though. He looks like he looks better than what he has in the past. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad he's kind of working on himself because he was one of my favorites from ECW. Yeah, it was, a, it was a shame because he's one of those guys that whose career ended too soon. Right. Yeah. And he didn't get the respect he deserved in WWE. Not um, many ECW guys did. Nah. Uh, women's champion Sheeta took on Red Velvet. It's basically a squash match, but before the match, Penelope Ford was on, on the outside of the ring, slapped Sheeta. So as soon as that bell rings, Sheeta just hits this girl with a running knee, and then the Falcon Arrow was her finisher. Boom. Squash match took seconds, ten seconds tops maybe. Uh, they do a press conference between Team Cody and Jack Hagar is supposed to be there, be for the TNT title, but Hagar didn't show up. So you got all these people asking questions, and all of a sudden Hagar shows up. They do a photo op, and 
you know, Hager's standing there like this, and Cody's like this, and Hager does this little thing right here. And oh, the MMA sla- stuff? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cody slaps it out of him, and he turns around, and then the woman that came with Hagar grabs a cup of water, throws it on Cody, and I walk away. Didn't even say it. Hager really didn't say nothing. He doesn't really need to. Yeah. Um, He's a dominant dude. I mean, I mean, he probably won the few who were able to go to MMA after wrestling and fucking, like, succeed at it. Right. Him and Brock, I mean, like, realistically, like, I don't know how Lashley's uh, MMA career was. We Lashley all know wasn't punks, bad. But, you know. Yeah, Lashley's wasn't bad. He did Bellator, though. I don't know what's, what really the difference is. But I, I think it's awesome. I think it's just, like, Ring of Honor, WWE, yeah. It's just d- different names, same fucking fighting. So they, the next up was this weird promo video. I don't with uh, Joey. I know this AEW does a lot of vignettes. There's a lot of like like uh, video packages. Yeah. Not so much promos, but video yeah. packages. Yeah. So it's Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss, who is an interesting character. Uh, kind of reminds me of. Velveteen uh, Dream. Yeah. Orlando Jordan and. Uh, yeah, TNA. there you go. Flamboyant. Flamboyant, but. Well, well, I'll get to the match after yeah. this, but they're they're driving around in a car. They pull up to the gas station. Jalal goes in, and Sonny Kiss is pumping gas, and these guys, gang members, whatever they are, come start messing with him, her. I don't know what to call the. They call her her. Them. I don't want to say it either because that's kind of disrespectful. You go with them. 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 So, and then. It's Just hard, right? It. It's hard being politically correct it, it right is, now, right? It, it's very hard because, like, I don't want to offend right. this person at all because what... Let's talk, let's, talk about, let's talk about wrestling for a second. Let me ask you. Is it more offensive to assume it or to ask it? I would think to assume it. Right? Like, if you go to somebody, like, <clears throat> I'm sorry, are you, are you sir or ma'am? Wouldn't that be more offensive to them because they because you shouldn't assume what they are? See, I, don't think, I think if you ask, that would be more proper. Like, I can't just walk up to... Like, I mean, there's always common sense when you yeah. look at it. Yeah. Like, if, if there if there's if there's a male who decides that they want to be female, then they dress feminine, you know, right. they do their hair and makeup and all that stuff. her. Or vice versa. Yes. You know, a woman who decides she wants to be a man, cuts her hair short, takes testosterone, grows, you know, beard and all that Him. But when you have somebody like this character, shaved head, you know, like or a buzzed-down haircut, yeah. which is very... Uh, which. Which is common in both male and females and everything like that. Um, kind of like the flamboyant look, which we've seen in Orlando Jordan, uh, in Velveteen Dream. Uh, I don't remember the wrestler, but Cody Rhodes faced him a couple weeks ago um, for the uh, the TNT title. I can't Rick, remember his name. Ricky Starks? No, that wouldn't. That wasn't Ricky Starks. No, uh, it, I, just, I can't remember his name. He, he was very. He, he was almost kind of flamboyant. Uh, he was an African American kid. I just can't remember his name. It was a couple weeks ago. Um, but there's always like, you know, like the outfits and stuff you wear that like, you can never really right. decide. So it's like, where do you stand on saying like him, her, you just kind of assume and go from there. Because when I first saw this promo a couple weeks ago, when he got picked up at the bar, I assumed it was a woman, but I don't really know. Right. And I don't watch a lot of AEW. I can be honest about that. And I don't want to sound like I'm ignorant. So he's up there. But you really don't know, especially in this era. This isn't something that, I mean, especially, you know, with me, you know, you being in your mid-30s, me being in my 30s, we never had to grow up with stuff like this. So, I mean, I get, like, people who are, like, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, it's all new to them, and they can adapt to it sooner. But when you get someone our age, or even our father's ages and stuff like that, when this is, it's like, and people think it's ignorant because they're set in their ways, like, do something for 40 fucking years. 
My, my whole thing, like I said, I obviously being part of this podcast, yeah. being under Freaknet Studios, yeah. I have to obviously conduct myself with a certain level of respect for other people. Well, we always not, try to be as respectful as possible to both men and women. Not not only here, but in my outside life, too, because i got to be that responsible parent yeah. for my kids. So it's like, to me, I'm going to ask you. If I can't tell which one you want to be or if you're pansexual or whatever, that's cool. I'm, I'm, it doesn't affect me. I don't give a shit. But for me to properly address you, I may ask you. Just so I don't offend you in the future. I'm gonna guess. That's that's gonna be. You're gonna my guess. Life. That's my life now. I'm gonna <laughs> guess. Like, how you doing, sir? Anyways, pro wrestling. Yeah, pro right, wrestling. Pro wrestling. See, we too could talk about other things. Yeah. Pro wrestling, though. All right. So the 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 promo, like, I like the video. It was pretty cool. The, the, the vignettes are good. Yeah, I think the vignettes I, are good. I think they're a little too much at times, yeah. but they are good. Too many, not too much, but too many. But Tadella okay. comes out, and he's got like a donut and all these groceries, and he sees the fight going on, so he joins the fight. Uh, Sonny Kiss does the what I call the Johnny Cage punch, Go, goes down and splits and punches the guy in the nuts. I, it was good, mm-hmm. it was entertaining, it, it I enjoyed it. Uh, cut to the match, it's Colt Cabana and Brody Lee versus Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. And I, I tell you what, this Sonny Kiss. He or she is just phenomenal they. in the ring. They, they, they are just phenomenal in the ring. I mean, doing all kinds of Brody Lee was actually to see him unwatered down too was nice. Yeah. Um, came to a point where Lee Brody Lee pushed Colt Cabana out of the way, and he took a hit from Jer- Joey Janela. Lee discus lariats uh, Janela and gives Cabana the pin. So he's trying to get. Cabana to join the order. Which I think inevitably is going to happen. I think it's going to happen. I think it makes sense. I think it's going to be a big swerve because of Colt Cabana's character is, from what I remember, has kind of always been on the lighter side. Yeah, yeah. But I think he's also really big into swerves, like when uh, he ended up suing CM Punk. Yeah. No one saw that one coming. At the end of the match, Lance Archer comes out and attacks Kiss, and then Janela throws a chair at him, and he just kind of swats it down, and then beats the piss out of Janela, and then Jake the Snake has to come out and fucking stop him from just stomping a muzzle on his ass. Uh, as you can see, I got I, I did my homework. You're, you're, doing, you're doing stuff, man. I, I'm, I was doing you, stuff. You are doing stuff. Uh, match of the night for me it was this next one. Okay. I loved it. I, I talked to you a little bit about it. Uh, SCU versus FTR. Uh, and it was Daniels and Kaz, no Scorpio Sky. But these guys just went back and forth. They did a power bomb neck breaker. SCU did it to uh, one of the guys, FTR. FTR kind of changed their look just a little bit. They don't have the big thing. They their ring entrance. They came in nice, like hot rod uh, pickup truck. I, I do like that. I, I, I'm I, going back I, and when, I, they, when they debuted yeah, it, I really liked it. I, yeah. I, I'm going back and forth, bouncing around in the match. But you know, as it comes to my head, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah. This match is it was going either way. And and I really got invested. So you know when you get invested in those matches like that, it just it just makes it that much better. Yeah. FDR wins, hitting the Goodnight Express, formerly known as the Shatter Machine. Uh, and then FTR puts the whole tag team division on notice. You know, they're playing with the big boys now. The Butcher and the Blade got in their truck. 
and they started talking shit, and then the Lucha Bros were behind him in the ring, and it all breaks out. They challenge him to an eight-man tag between the Butcher of the Blade, the Lucha Bros, FTR, and the, and the Young Bucks. And that's going to happen at Fighter Fest in the okay. next two weeks. Uh, Brian Cage took on some lackey. Some... No. I noticed, like, when it, between AEW, Impact, and WWE, there's a lot of matches on AEW. Yeah. In a two-hour span. How long are these actual matches? Some of them aren't that long. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that this SCU-FTR match was the longest. At, like, what, like, 10, 12 minutes? Probably. Okay. Oh, God. I, I, it's either that one or the uh, Lumberjack match. Uh, Cage versus Cruz. Cage has been winning in, like, Less than three minutes, most of his matches. He just fucks his. So skin Goldberg, up. yeah, fucking Goldberg. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. yeah, Uh Taz tears in the mocks in a great promo, calling him a lazy ass. In reality, Renee Young was around someone with a COVID, so she had to get locked down. So he had to get locked down. Uh, towards the end, and Brody Lee and Cole Cabana show up, challenge SCU for a tag team match. Cabana was like, eh, I see you. Because eh. I see you as a well, well-rounded team. Well, I think they're actually friends, too. Yeah. Right? Like, when uh, Cole Cabana came in, wasn't he... Oh, that's right. ...team with us? Yeah. Inside it? So I don't know AEW. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, he did his stupid little uh, Superman pin. <laughs> uh, Britt Baker yeah. sits off to the side now and like, this little cage thing. Yeah. She sends messages to Tony Schiavone. It's real stupid. Uh, Big Swole, who is this, this massive black woman who and comes up. She's married to Rich Swan, right? It, I think so. I know she. it's either Rich Swan or Cedric Alexander. It might be Cedric Alexander. I know she's married to somebody. I know when I saw her, I was like, fuck, it might be a jazz. Yeah. 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 And so she gets on top of this thing. And she just dumps trash all over Britt Baker. I can't stand Britt Baker. Yeah. Even though she is really Adam good. Cole's girlfriend? Yeah, whatever. Britt Baker DDS? Yeah. Adam Cole's girlfriend. <laughs> she was seen on uh, fucking uh, TakeOver. Yeah, and uh, Triple H, I apologize to her. Uh, Santana took on Matt Hardy. It was a decent match. Uh, Matt... He still puts on a good match, but you can see in his it's face. It's time. Yeah, it's time. It's time. It's time for him to take a step back. And even he's even he said that in a couple of promos that he did with AEW. He's like, you know, I got all this vast wealth of knowledge. So he's taking private party under his wing to, you know, give him the Hardy Boy treatment, I guess. Yeah. Um, Hardy ended up picking up the win, but then got jumped by Ortiz afterwards, and private party came out to give him. And then the face-off. Orange Cassidy comes out to the ring to meet Chris Jericho. Jericho cuts into Orange Cassidy. He's like, if you do that stupid kick me in the shin thing, I'm going to knock your teeth out. I don't know why AEW signed you and blah, blah, blah. I mean, just rip this kid apart. Well, Cassidy grabs a mic, throws the mic down, starts doing his shin kick thing to him. They get into it. They sprawl all over Almost like empty arena fight. Um, towards the end, the Jericho is on this case. He comes 
Cassie comes running down these stairs, jumps up, Superman punches him into a table. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's nice because it seems like Jericho's kind of given back to the young talent. Yeah. Which he should. You know, I, I don't think Jericho's never been that guy not to. So I, Let me segue that into one of my questions. <laughs> no, you're okay. You're almost done. No, it's uh, that. That's it. Um, they did a cool promo with uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega at the end, who were fighting the best friend, who were taking on the best friends. Mm-hmm. It should be a good match. I don't think Page and Omega are going to last very long. There's, it, it's uh, God. What the fuck is a that? powder cake? Yeah, like yeah, 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 cake. yeah, yeah. But they are good together. Their <laughs> their finisher is pretty fucking cool. It's so. like a mega power tag. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, SmackDown, like I said, is not a whole lot. A lot of it was a tribute to Darren Taker because, like I said, he did kind of announce his retirement on the last episode of the uh, documentary. So they showed his, they showed a brief video package of his debut at the November Survivor Series in 1990. Uh, we saw a bunch of uh, legends and Hall of Famers kind of talk about him. Uh, Batista, McFoley, John Cena, Roman Reigns, Edge, Christian, Bret Hart, Kane, Ric Flair, Stone Cold, Karango, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. A lot of it, I think, were just kind of clips taken away from the documentary. They weren't really sit down and doing them kind of no things. No Jeff Hardy? Uh, no. Really? No. But Jeff Hardy's here. Jeff Hardy is part of this in a way. Jesus? You fucking, you call it? You call it it? <laughs> tech, tech, tech. <laughs> Fucking goddamn, like, what's it? My fucking, um, fucking Mr. T at the Hall of Fame? <laughs> <clears throat> um, they uh they showed the last match he had with AJ Styles at WrestleMania in the Boneyard match in its entirety. Uh, Corbin came out, uh, said a taker was a kiss ass in McMahon's, that he held a lot of talent down over the career, which caused Jeff Hardy to come out and interfere in that. And speaking of uh, keeping wrestlers and people down, I have a question for you, Jay. All right. Who held more talent down throughout their career? Hulk Hogan, John Cena, Triple H, or Shawn Michaels in the 90s? Hogan. Hogan? You think so? I think so. There's a lot. I've, I've read more. I think I've read more bad about Hogan. Yeah. So I, I, w- I would say Cena, man. You think Cena had that power? Yes. <clears throat> yes, I do. Maybe not intentionally, but um, he didn't help him either. <laughs> Uh, this fight between Corbin and uh, Jeff Hardy led to a match uh, to happen later on in the evening. Um, there was a fatal four-way match for the number of contendership for the SmackDown uh, title at Extreme Rules with Alexa Bliss, uh, Nikki Cross, uh, Dana Brooks, and Lacey in a fatal four-way, which Cross picked up picked up the win with a uh, fucking... Uh, Armbar? No, fucking... Uh, it's not a small package, but a uh, roll-up. Roll fucking roll-up pin on Lacey. Eight-man tag, New Day and Lucha House Party took on Shinsuke and Cesaro, uh, teaming with Miz and Morrison. New Day picked up the win. Braun cut a promo on Bray, challenging him to a swamp match at Extreme Rules uh, House of Horrors, which was pretty good because he's talking about, like, you know, if I'm, I'm going to walk out of there, evil, the, either the evil bitch I used to be or uh, overcoming your evilness and blah, blah, blah. Told a story about some uh, water moccasin uh, slithering out of the swamp. Biting Bray Wyatt in the face, and he all he did was laugh. Some it was a good problem. <laughs> uh, and finally, main event: Hardy took on Corbin. Uh, ended up being a lumberjack match. Really? Yep. Uh, because Corbin kept trying to run away, and everyone was pissed about Corbin's bad mouth of the Taker. Ultimately, Hardy picked the win. 
He saw uh, New Day come in and uh, help out Jeff Hardy after being a post-match attack on Corbin. Braun Strowman came in, gave him the power slam, and then uh, Matt Riddle came in and uh, offered him sex. No, I'm kidding. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> they summer somersault from the top rope, and uh, they all ended with a picture of the Undertaker on the Titan to uh, close out the show. So some other follow-up questions I have here. Okay. Uh, so I did that one. I kind of like this. How do you feel about the Extreme Rules Horror Show? That's what the, the title is. Extreme Rules Horror Show. If it if if it lives up to that title, cool. Yeah. But again, like we talked about earlier, Extreme Rules has been very disappointed and lacking on those Extreme Rules. Yeah. I think it's kind of good because it kind of gives you like an in your house rock bottom yeah, yeah, in yeah. your house stuff like that, or an actually takeover like Starcade, some goofy show right. like that. I, I I think it's I think the the fact that they subtitled it was a little weird. Yeah. Um. Why do you think the Bray Wyatt gimmick made a return? I think he's he, trying to use anything to beat Braun. Okay. And then I also think they're going to try to build him like fully in his. But I I, I think Bray Wyatt does it a little bit better because mm-hmm. he just I don't know he, I like Bray Wyatt. I'm a big fan of Bray Wyatt. I would like to see him outside WWE, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mentioned uh, to you earlier how I was watching a lot of things on uh, on Facebook, like, you know, This Day in History. And even when you got here today, I was kind of watching, like, the many title wins of Eddie Guerrero. Right. So I want you to rank these five wrestlers who appeared in ECW, WCW, and WWF in order. Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, and Raven. I would go Eddie, Ray. Is this, is this five to one or one to five? One to five. So Eddie's number one. Eddie's number one. Okay. Then Ray's number two. Okay. Jericho, Benoit, and Raven. Jericho would be next. Okay. Benoit, then Raven. I was a bigger fan of Raven when he was in WCW. I was a bigger fan of Raven when he was in ECW. See, I don't remember him too much from ECW. It's a lot of like highlights and like yeah. memory and stuff like that. Uh, do you think Tessa Blanchard's going to end up in WWE or AEW? Which one? If you had to choose. WWE or AEW. NXT, I guess, more than WWE, obviously, but... I think it'll be about a year before she signs with either. Just because they're going to want some of this stuff to wash over. Okay. But I I, I believe it'd be NXT. NXT? Yeah. Because AEW was taking a pretty hard stand against... Uh, Sammy Guarva. Well, well, yeah, but well, I mean, no reason she got fired is because she didn't honor some dates. It's not like she did anything. Right. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't that she was propositioning people for sex or harassing people. She just didn't honor some dates. She stayed at home in Mexico. Well, they're also talking about how she used racial slurs, too, against the, that girl. Yeah, wasn't it like 10 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, ready to talk about some pay-per-views? I am. Excellent. I did... I just I took anything that WWE possibly owned, so that's how. Well, that's why I did. So I, I went with I went with any any previous WWE pay per view or anything from WCW. I did ECW too. Oh, nice! I was thinking about doing ECW, but there was so many to fucking figure. Like honestly, like even when I made the list, I scratched some stuff out and kind of switched things here and there. And but um, uh, for January, keep Royal Rumble. The same. Yeah. yeah right. So I mean, I, I think that's just a given. 
Right. So what for February? What did you do February? February I did Elimination Chamber. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I went with Cyber Sunday. I like the oh, fan Cyber, interaction yeah, kind of. Cool. Yeah. Like it, it gives the fans the opportunity, especially in a social media world, to do the votes and stuff on Facebook and Twitter and all that other stuff. I think it'd be great to do. What about March, man? Money in the Bank. See, Money in the Bank is one I forgot about. Ah, see, you can call it. I went with No Way Out. I was always a big fan of the No Way Out pay-per-view. But see, like, and that was another thing, too. Like I said, there's a lot of them that are there, is not there. I'll, I'll, I'll mention some of the ones that I would have gone with as alternative because I don't want to say one that you already did until yeah. we get to it. Uh, so March, I had to go with No Way Out. April, I stuck with WrestleMania. I stuck with WrestleMania, too. My whole reason for Money in the Bank before WrestleMania is because I thought that would be way more interesting. That like could it be a cash in? Yeah, I gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, I would. I mean, I wouldn't mind it even like being the cat, like Money and Bake being just a match at WrestleMania. See, I also enjoyed that too because I was thinking the same thing because that's that's where it originated. Yeah. Well, one of the things I tried to avoid by doing this is I didn't want to use a name of a match stipulation as part of a pay per view. So, like when they did Elimination Chamber, uh, Money in the Bank, Fatal Four Way was even a fucking. Yeah. Uh, you know, stuff like that. You know, I, I tried to avoid those because those could be great matches within even the big four pay-per-views. Summer Slam, Summer right. Series, and stuff like that, which I'm assuming you also kept. Yes. Okay. Uh, May, uh, I went with uh, Evolution, the all-women's pay-per-view. Oh, I went with Extreme Rules. Okay. I was looking to see if I had Extreme Rules on here, but I don't. Uh, May, I went with One Night Stand, the ECW pay-per-view. So look at that. I guess I did do it. King of the Ring. Oh, yeah, King of the Ring. From, yeah. from beginning to end. Had the whole tournament right there. Right. And even the coronation at the end yeah. and everything. Yeah, I would like that. July, uh, I went with uh, Bash at the Beach from WCW. Clash of Champions. Nice, nice. Uh, August, I went with uh, SummerSlam. Same. September, I went with WCW's Fall Brawl. Super Brawl. Ooh, same. Yeah. I think they fucking was like half their fucking pay-per-views either had the word brawl or bash in it. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, October Halloween Havoc. Oh, of course. We, yeah, we it, talked it, about yeah, that. Yeah, it had to be Halloween. That, ha- the fact that they haven't done that yet. Yeah, it, it's retarded that they haven't done that yet. Uh, November Survivor Series. Definitely. And then uh, for December, I went Armageddon. December to December. ECW? Nice. ECW. Yeah. I always knew like if I ever had a uh, a wrestling company of my own. Uh, one of my pay-per-views would be called Hell Frozen Over. Ooh, that'd be cool. Right? I, I, I know I have a book somewhere of all my old wrestling shit that I used to talk about with your brother. And I think a little bit of you. I know we had a bunch of people, like uh, even Rosie and shit like that. But I had like a list of pay-per-view names and stuff. Payback was one of them. I was, was, was going to I think I remember that we... Uh, Actually made some matches too at one point. Oh yeah, we made some match cards yeah. and stuff. Yeah, because because we're gonna have cell block there. Yeah. Uh, Rosie was machete. You're Gabriel Righteous. <laughs> uh, I think I was General Assassin because Tracy wasn't a thing at that moment. Um, and it was. I mean, there was a lot of different things. I think Chad was Havoc, but uh, A O V I K. It was spelled differently than what Salmon was in ACW. Yeah. We had a couple of women's wrestlers. Uh, I think a Cobra we were talking about uh, bringing in, which was weird because even before the company even existed, I had an independent wrestler reach out to me on MySpace. That's how old this is <laughs> about being booked on a show. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys know this independent wrestler, but um, 
Oh god, what the fuck was his name? It was a vampire gimmick. Oh god, what the hell was it? Uh, a vampire? Bloody Harker Dirge. Bloody Harker Dirge? Harker Dirge. <laughs> D-I-R-G-E. I believe it was Harker Dirge. Uh, I know I know it was definitely Bloody Something Dirge, but I think it was Harker. If you guys know an independent wrestler named Dirge, I believe he also trained some wrestlers at a school. But he, he was the first independent wrestler to reach out to me to be booked in a wrestling company that didn't exist. <laughs> so I think what, 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 that we didn't even start what, what, what was it called? Um, I, oh, man. What did we call it? It was uh, like uh, Southland Wrestling Society or something like that. Because I, I knew we... I think it was called Southland Wrestling Society or South... I think it Midwest. Like, it was like it was like Midwest Wrestling Society or something. I know it was Wrestling Society. Might have been Midwest or Midway. I don't think because it was either SMS or like. I do know that uh, I named the uh, playlist on my iPod in my truck, and I can easily look at it when we're done here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god! All right, Jake. What is your uh, holy shit and who gives a shit for the week? Holy shit is uh, Tessa Blanchard getting fired. Yep. Uh, no one gives a shit. Man, Impact. Yep. The, the show. I was I was a big fan for a long time, and it just kind of too too much background stuff. Get in the ring, do the work, show me the talent that's there. Yeah. I know there's talent there. Willie Mack, which Rich Swan, I think Swan's actually hurt at the moment, but the talent's there. Hmm? Use it. I agree on the uh, holy shit with Tessa being fired. Uh, I get that, you know. She's not honoring dates and everything, but I mean, especially with the COVID thing and her living outside the country in Mexico, I mean, travel is hard to do. I know they were talking about her doing vignettes and stuff from her uh, house. Now, the reason she didn't do that, maybe that's personal, that's up to her, but it was shocking because she was champion. They stripped her of the title and fired her. Um, I don't recall that ever really being a thing that I heard of. I don't think that E or DCW stripped and fired somebody before. I can remember. The only the only thing that come close would probably be Kennedy, but they made him lose the yeah money in the bank on TV. Yeah. Uh, my who gives a shit is Dolph's title match at Extreme Rules. It just seems like a filler thing to give uh you know fucking Corbin a different match a different wrestler to yeah. fight. So this is Jay's pick of the week: Orange Cassidy versus Pac at AEW Revolution. I, th- I think this match really showcased Orange Cassidy. Obviously, we know Pac is good. Mm-hmm. Pac's been all over. He's he's the son bitch. Yeah. Uh, check it out. These guys are just amazing. Orange Cassidy, what he's been able to do with his hands and his pockets is crazy. Oh, yeah. Guys, uh, just a reminder that Just Freak Wrestling, the JFW podcast, is part of FreakNet Studios. Make sure you go to FreakNetStudios.com and check out the other podcasts we have uh, that are associated with the brand. Just like this freaking show, Just Freak Wrestling in the gray area. Uh, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching Just Freak Wrestling, which is released every single week on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Twitter. God, not Twitter. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, <laughs> Podbean. And video on YouTube. All you gotta do is search Just Freaking Wrestling or DMW Podcast. That's all I got. Time to ring the bell on this episode. Perfect. As always, I am Travis. I'm Dizzle J. And.
Thank you for listening to our episode of JS Regressing the JSW Podcast. Peace.